0: Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays. He is Michael Dwyer. I'm Mark Halpin. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm James's replacement. <laughs> um, I'm twenty six years old. My hobbies include rallying cars. Yes. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. <laughs> rallying cars. You ever see it going on corners real fast, now?
1: No. no it's good, yeah. Yeah, quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cordyce. yeah.
0: Cordyce. <laughs> Don't you got a rally, lad?
1: Yeah, some job. Full time rally man now. Full time rally man. I just yeah. love it.
0: I just love it. Yeah, real fast cars now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you be a lad in our school who went around uh, pretending he was on a motorbike? The whole oh, <laughs> I
1: No, I don't. Actually, uh,
0: I remember his name. <laughs> 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 he used to go around always <laughs>
1: revving at women.
0: Did you <laughs> remember? <laughs> <laughs> but this, like, you could see him on a corridor by himself.
1: And he'd was be he in the air above us? Was he yes, proud? Yeah. All right, okay. He was, right.
0: but he'd be going up and out, You could walk on an empty <laughs> corridor, and before you turn onto it, you'd hear, rrr, 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 you'd hear little revs from the bottom, far end of the corridor. You come onto it, and you'd hear. Rrr, 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 <laughs> yeah. He comes to running towards it. <laughs> he got it done
1: better than me in leaving. What well, I did. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> now, Michael, Watson, You're a father. I'm a father, yes. I would like to know three things that you would like to share um, since Zora came into the world. Okay. The first big one
0: is um, everything is a lie about okay. uh, parenthood. It's, really? It's a lie to get you to propagate your genes. So if you talk, no, this is obviously facetious, but... Uh, if you any new parents, no, yeah. If you're a new parent and you talk to parents after you've had a baby, okay. it's not congratulations, it's sympathy. Okay. All the, if you so, if someone congratulates you about two weeks after you've had a baby, they haven't had babies.
1: Okay.
0: It's it's the people who have kids and they're like, well, how are you getting on? Are you all right? Because it's not easy. It's actually very hard. Uh, the second is the whole way through pregnancy, you're focused on the pregnancy itself and the birth and the labour and you think oh sure we'll just, we'll just have a baby then it'll be fine this is actually the hardest part um third is what would be third don't underestimate uh p i was kind of the view. i'll lose a couple hours of sleep it'll be fine sleep is huge and it is hard even losing like two hours of sleep every night that's difficult but it's all worth it uh it's fine, I don't regret having the baby, she's great. Uh but yeah, those are the three things I take away and they're all mm-hmm. negative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you have a bit of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's great. She, she is great. great. Yeah. I met her once and uh <laughs> met her once had a chat <laughs> in the Snug in Frenches. And uh she what I what really don't speak about obviously you're Obviously, losing sleep, big deal, Mark. I well, understand. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, you. <laughs> but um, when, when she cries or whatever, mm. when she hears, because you're her father, when she has her head to your heart, she stops crying. And yeah. that, that's beautiful. Now, mm. I'm sure there are times that I haven't witnessed where she doesn't stop crying. Yeah, that, and uh, that's uh, her prerogative uh, as well. She's allowed to do yeah. All
0: Yeah, yeah. All, all feelings
1: <laughs> are accepted. Yeah, I, I just think that she's in a place of, I know, well, look, it's very easy for me to say. I haven't had to feed this belly my tit at all once, <laughs> not once yet. But um, I think she's in a place of unconditional love that, like, you know, she's just, it's just a very exciting time. And uh, it's great to share this with you.
0: Yeah, it's very strange that, like,
1: there's just, it's, she's this thing
0: that, like, doesn't speak to me or do anything for me. All she does is lie there and cry and shit and eat but mm. I'd still happily stand in front of a bus so she wouldn't feel pain, mm. which is very strange. And I don't know where that comes from, it's obviously some sort of genetic switch or something that's happened. But uh, it is, the, the 100% my perspective has changed on everything. Like everything else is secondary, like things that I thought were important, like fitness and, my job and like GA and all that stuff, that's all just things I do like that. They're all secondary to her now straight away and it kind of makes, it doesn't take away like those things are still important, but they, they're they always second to her and that is kind of freeing in those things. So I'm not as anxious about like playing sport or being the strongest I can be, or like, I will try to continue to do it, but if I don't, it's fine and that nearly, helps in those things because they're not as important as they were before which i find kind of freeing yeah but it's also a lot of fear like uh, not fear but worry like it does come into my head that something could happen to her or you know but that's always going to be there always always for the rest of my life now that's the Mm -hmm. way it's going to be Mm -hmm. but i'd rather have that than not
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah the labor was very hard um it's hard i hate watching people in pain, especially Breed, that was very hard because I couldn't do anything about it. I just had to kind of sit there and watch, watch all that for 36 hours. And uh, so what happened was when I go through the labor story for the podcast, so it was about two o'clock in the morning on Saturday night, Breed started getting pains. Uh, She woke me up then about half three in the morning. And so when contractions go for a minute long, five minutes apart, That's when you call the hospital. So that happened at about 8. We called them, they told us, stay there if you want or come down if you need pain relief. So we waited till 9. We went down then to Wexford at 9 o'clock. They sent us back home at 10 saying, you can stay here if you want, but it's easier to labour at home and it'll probably happen faster because it'll be more relaxed. So we did that until about 5 p.m. we were at home. Uh, Then it got too much. So we went down, back down to Wexford. And they done all tests and stuff. She was only one centimetre dilated. By half ten at night I had to go home, the visiting hours were over, she was three centimetres and they told me, look you're probably going to be called back down in the morning, so you go home again and I'd sleep and come back down. So I left at half ten, went home, I was in bed for an hour, I got called back, Breed was being brought to the labour ward. Uh, So when I left Breed in the maternity ward she had got this drug to help relax her while labour could still go on but she would be able to fall asleep but that seems to have just made things progress way faster because she was way more relaxed so I got a call about an hour later went back down and she was in the labor ward now when I left her in the maternity ward she was uh like falling asleep she was grand very relaxed very quiet and I was I don't know why I was kind of expecting it to be the same when I got back but it wasn't I walked into the labor room that Breed was in and it was just like Breed was sitting up on the bed contorting twisting her back different ways huffing the gas the gas was making really loud noise She was making moaning noises, the nurse was like writing stuff down and like Breed was calling me over straight away and I'd only had an hour of sleep and the night before I was up since half three. Uh, So I went in straight away, I was talking to Breed for two minutes. The lad with the epidural came in straight away and uh, so Breed had to have her back to your man injecting the epidural. So I was facing Breed and your man putting the epidural in. So I seen the epidural, the big needle going into Breed's back and all the while while he was doing this, that Breed was on drugs, she was on the gas and the other stuff. So she was like kind of out of it a little bit. But your man was saying, you can't move here. You have to make sure your shoulders are rounded and you don't move. And Breed was like it, on like on the gas and stuff. So she was kind of swaying. And as he was putting it in, he goes, you move to the right. Remember that you move to the right. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like is that in case she fucking after putting in the wrong place and she's hurt or fucking, I was thinking she could be paralyzed now. And, uh, He'd done that anyway and took it out and she was fine, but I nearly fainted then because of that and uh, I just, my legs went weak I started sweating so after it came out I went and sat down. Bree goes, what the fuck are you doing, come back here. So I had to go get straight back up and stand in front of her again. Uh, and then that was about maybe 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and then it kind of took until 7 in the morning. We slept from 4 till 6 and then she started pushing at 7. Baby was born at 20 to 8 and she, yeah, so she pushed him for about 40 minutes, baby came out, it had meconium, in. she had meconium in her waters which meant that she could have inhaled some of her own like excrement and so she had to get this, her lungs suctioned when she was born so I get to see that as well, uh, that wasn't easy uh and then she was handed to me and she tried to breastfeed off me straight away she got a mouthful of chest hair and just made, made <laughs> face like that but yeah that was that was basically it there was a shift change at 8 in the morning the baby was born at 22 so while they were doing they don't work on breed till 8 and then they just switched and left breed in like the stirrups and all they didn't tell her anything we were waiting about 10 minutes we called the midwife and they're like what happens now and they're like she shouldn't have left you like that uh, sorry about that and then the next morning they came back into us again and they were like uh, you've seeing in your chart you didn't get antibiotics which they were supposed to give her straight away after and then they, they gave it her the next day all because of a shift change so yeah that was that was basically it mm. uh, since then I haven't slept
1: <laughs> but like to see Bree go through that must be but.
0: it's hard it's hard So I can't do anything I just have to sit there mm. and like what can you do but it's fine, it has to be done.
1: Yeah. But you kind of accompany her on the on the journey of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like look, she's the one that done it all. I just right. sort of sat there, you
1: know.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's not easy, but it's worth it, I suppose. Mm. And I enjoyed it all, the excitement of it, I suppose. I'd do it all again.
1: <laughs> oh, really probably wave. who's this? James? James, what do you think you'd do if Katie Dunbar was in Labour? What I want? What, what would you do if Katie Dunbar was in Labour? Yeah. baby's <laughs> that? Sure, I don't need to worry about that. Okay, that's all right. You're live on the, on the flood show. Oh, we're live, we're live. We're, we're live. live. <laughs> uh, are you going for fights tonight? It's your birthday? On Tuesday? I might go. I might, I might wet my whistle, yeah. I you might your to, very you wet your whistle. I need to see how to match against uh, our club goes now at 5 o'clock. Very good, very good. Yeah. And uh, any flood on the road thoughts for today? It's a bit cloudy today, isn't it? It is a bit cloudy, yeah. yeah. What, what do you think, it's the weather, Mark? I tried to take Saturdays off, Michael, like, like, just to give the old brain a rest. Good idea, James. You take it off there. and Best of luck against Dark today. All right, we'll talk to you. Good I luck. Thanks. It's Good enough. Enough. <laughs> James Flood. Now, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll return to uh, Nora and Breed and the life every every episode, but for yeah. now, I want to talk about evolution. Okay. Yes. So the whole. Uh, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real.
0: Case closed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, my eyes have been open lately. The fact that they're that we are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. That we physically, mentally, spiritually, this process is taking place every day. We are participating in it, and Nora is the latest offering into this evolution process yeah so i wanted to drill down into it a little bit and um, apparently so when i said this Ashley, she was saying how one day will the appendix become um like will the appendix change because at the moment we've no use for it as such but and darwin was of the view that we wanted a use for it when we had leafy diets but now we don't because we have meat i think that was his point but they've, apparently they found out that monkeys appendixes have evolved 32 times and it may protect the good bacteria so um yeah that's so the appendix is evolving everything mm-hmm. is evolving even though we think of it as a useful useless thing that um is only taken out when it causes harm yeah so, um, where would I go with this? Uh, what has happened? How have we evolved lately? So, um, we are cooling down. The average temperature in 1868 was 98.6 degrees. The average temperature now is 97.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Um in the human body? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, is that because, that was only a slight difference, is that because we're living in warmer houses? Um, we don't need to be defending from the elements a lot Mm. global warming global global warming how if the earth is warming up
0: we're cooling down
1: we're cooling down okay maybe i don't know this is the first i've heard of this yeah yeah um but when i was looking at evolution it reminded me of how you um Oh yeah, that the topic that piqued your interest—comparing men today with our grandparents. Mm. Yeah, like that. There, there is a significant difference there, isn't there? Is it evolution or devolution? There mm. is it
0: because everything else is evolving: technology is evolving, biology is devolving. Because okay. we're we're not like you look at Neanderthals and stuff. Like obviously their brains are smaller, but physically they're much much more robust. Mm. Are we becoming? smaller like we are becoming smaller and like thinner fatter we're becoming not as healthy or robust Mm. people but we're becoming more intelligent and we have far more resources so is that like is it becoming is the progress becoming externalized
1: Mm. yeah this is kind of linked to what uh So there was this fellow called Teilhard de Chardin. He was a French fellow, right? Mm. And he believed that evolution has taken place in four processes. Mm. Cosmogenesis, the evolution of the physical universe. Mm. Biogenesis, life evolving in the universe. So that was fairly acceptable. Everyone thought that's that's fine and dandy. Then he went and said that there has been... uh, a psychogenesis in the form of a, an evolution of consciousness and a new genesis with the evolution of reflective thought. These are both unique to humans, but the thing is there's no, there's no verif- verification method for this, you know. Yeah. so it can't be tested whereas the other ones can. Yeah. Evolution now for, for Teilhard, when he was writing this back in the 1930s, he was thinking that evolution will arise from the human mind's exercise. And he predicted that human minds eventually form a web of reflective consciousness enveloping the earth and then he predicted an omega point where consciousness fuses with god so then you have this very grand hope and very grand idealism but as then you described you pitch that against how technology hasn't supported our future development
0: Oh well, it has. It has. I suppose. I, I was just kind of thinking about how the the body is kind of declining, whereas the consciousness or the, the technology is in is increasing. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that does make sense. That it
1: is constant progress,
0: isn't it? When you look at it, like,
1: yeah. It's a big thing. Like, um, like I, I've seen these charts where, like, you know, like the the, the man rising from caveman and becoming taller. And then the last image is someone hunched over, and I, I am this hunched <laughs> over at a computer screen. Yeah, you know, like, and that's that's crazy. But yeah, that's the way it is at the moment. But is it down to going to up and fitness and like just pursuing an active lifestyle? Absolutely. Mm.
0: Yes. Oh, uh, for sure, don't we picture aliens as being really advanced and technological, and they we picture them as having these big, huge heads and tiny bodies? Oh yeah. And you think that because... That's the the way advancement, that's the picture. The okay. like huge brains and tiny bodies.
1: Yeah. yeah, I never thought of that. How we project onto
0: aliens. That's very interesting. You have your big red book there,
1: Michael, as well. I do, I do. Now, I... So I was reading this in, in Italy and I, I got to this page and I, I had to drink it in, man. Nah. Drink it in, man. I just lay back and I, oh my gosh, this man... He had to have been on some strong shit. And then I went back then a few weeks after our podcast. I was like, right, go to the paragraph, Michael. And I said, is that what I was so enamored by? And right, so I read it, I reread it there last night. And I just got to give it to you now. Mm. The greatest truth becomes the greatest lie. The brightest day becomes darkest night. As day requires night and night requires day. So meaning requires absurdity, and absurdity requires meaning. Day does not exist through itself. Night does not exist through itself. The reality that exists through itself is day and night. So the reality is meaning and absurdity. Noon is a moment. Midnight is a moment. Morning comes from night. Evening turns into night but evening comes from the day and morning turns into day. So meaning is a moment and a transition from absurdity to absurdity. And absurdity, only a moment and a transition from meaning to meaning. Okay.
0: Okay, that took a lot of focus. So everything is temporary. Well, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, No, it's, it's tough to follow. But I think, I think I kind of grasp now,
1: obviously it might be Well, like, it's, it's basically like, it's almost like a mathematician looking at day and night and saying that they're the, that you can t- apply the same formula to day and night as meaning and absurdity. Yeah. Um, but he has vast visions in this book. He has a vision where he has this image of a holy man from the Bible, um, Elijah. And Elijah is in love in this whole folk in the household environment with um with the woman that sacrificed john the Baptist's head and like he young is in this vision and he can't figure out how this holy man and this woman that like is in in our world we detest and and we put scorn over her and yet they they're connected in this world and it's kind of I can't do it justice, if, if can you're I pick, interested.
0: I'll I, I line out this book Dude. now and see if I can make any sense of it. One word that was never spoken, one light that was never lit up, an unparalleled confusion and a road without end. This is all like image, image 53, here we go. Oh, light in the middle way, enclosed in an egg, embryonic, full of a door, oppressed, fully expectant, dreamlike, awaiting lost memories. As heavy as a stone, hardened, molten, transparent, steaming bright, coiled on itself. He just put a load of words in in order, didn't he? Um, (laughs) Image 54, Amen, you are the Lord of the beginning. This is so fucking heavy, Michael.
1: Yeah, but it's so rich. On the service of the soul. This,
0: uh, what was Carl Jung? He was a
1: he was a, a psychiatrist.
0: Psychiatrist.
1: Yeah, and but he was like he's had visions. He's the same lad who had a vision of um a massive turd falling on a church, <laughs> massive turd, and he for him it was that he he had to like he viewed himself as a doctor of the soul. So that's why Jungian psychology is very much it's more wishy-washy than maybe Freud or someone else where it's more grounded in science and grounded in um, grounded in what can be de- determined by, you know, it's more linked to maybe a scientific view of the world where Jung is more into an abstract view of the world. Yeah. Um, but like he, this is like, these are his inner Writings that like he he had these visions and he just wrote them down or whatever and when I say visions It was like a dream like state that he'd enter He was a big believer in dreams and the power of them and the symbolism of them So it's basically just a catalogue of his dreams and everything Um, but it was only published in The early 2000s when his family allowed it to go into publication
0: The work of the unconscious has to happen first and foremost for ourselves for us ourselves Our patients profit from it indirectly The danger consists in the prophet's delusion, which often is the result of dealing with the unconscious. It is the devil who says, this day in all reason and science, mankind's highest powers. That is never appropriate, even though we are forced to acknowledge the existence of the irrational.
1: Last night he was going through a vision where he found that joy and pleasure, that when we find joy, then we find pleasure. But in finding pleasure at least to hell. But it was like this idea that like, we just always have to be moving. We can't be attached to our success, attached to the good things in life. We just have to keep moving with the flow of life.
0: You have to do that, don't you? Because otherwise yeah. you get depressed when it's over.
1: Yes. Yeah. You
0: know, that come down or, you know, you were reaching for like uh, an All-Ireland final or something and then yeah. it's, it's over, it's tomorrow, the day after, and now yeah. what? Did we talk
1: about 96
0: for another 25 years?
1: <laughs> have i anything else oh yeah there's a mathematician mark in 2008 he predicted that the first person to live to a thousand Mm. is already alive holy shit yeah he said there's a 50 50 chance of reaching longevity escape velocity within 20 years and when getting there people will no longer die of age-related illness your biological age remains at 30 or 40 so the risk of death will remain similar to that of a young adult
0: would you like that would you like to be a thousand?
1: But you, your body will be. If my body was thirty or forty, definitely, yeah. Really? All for that, yeah. Look at look at the man that you had one to one, Mm. and he is in his sixties, seventies, seventies. Wow! Like, do you not look at him and go, bit of that, please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I also long for the big sleep. The
0: big sleep. (laughs) I cannot wait.
1: Tell us about the big sleep. The big sleep, where just
0: everything turns off, (laughs) and it's just that's it. The man, the little pig from Looney Tunes, comes out and goes, "That's all, folks." (laughs) Or maybe I come back as like a rabbit or something. Yeah, yeah, that's or a TikToker, a TikToker (laughs) with blue hair. But if you live to a thousand, that also means other people can live to a thousand, which means you will have a thousand years of someone you don't like. You could have a thousand years of someone ringing you about a council house every yeah. day. Yeah. I'm yeah. pregnant again. <laughs> we need one with a bigger room. This is her 67th baby.
1: Imagine council houses. Yeah, the 89th bedroom yeah. development in the council <laughs> mansions. Wow. I was also reading the bookmark and um, about love my favourite topic and um, he said that there, he has a friend who's vegan and she has a vision that <laughs> speaking of which Appendix. I might be going vegan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, stick a pin in that. Um, what are we going back to? Uh, the woman. Oh yeah. She had a vision. Um, what was she saying on her visions? That we money will become nothing. That we won't believe in money. It's just, and we won't want power because it just demands too much energy of us. Okay. Yeah.
0: When is this going to happen?
1: I don't know. And she said, uh, he asked her if he she would um, know the lottery numbers, and he and she said, uh, "Don't be a prick, Connor." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this a book? It's in a book, but he's We're counting it as part of the memoir. He's like saying, "Um." Yeah, I don't have a book with me, so.
0: Yeah, I don't see, I don't see the thirst for power dying anytime soon. It's been around mm, it's since changing, the start. Though.
1: It's changing, maybe. It's changing. Like look at, look at the interest in politics today. Yeah. Like compare that to fifty years ago. You know, everyone thought there was a need to like have that secretary in that little branch. And-
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: It's changing. Everything's changing. That's that's the beauty of it. Like while if. When I think of the change and I think of like, oh, Janie, sure, like phones are, everyone's attached to our phones. I'm attached to my phone. How, Why are we going? And then you realise, hang on, well, there's, there's a bigger evolution happening here. It's not, and it's in all ways. But then it's easier to step back and just let it be. Drink it in, man.
0: Drink it in, man. Um, let, let time go by. You're not going to stop it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Take it as it comes. Speaking of lottery numbers. Yeah. I've been doing more cold reading practice okay on on the baby (laughs) okay so what i'm going to do i would i'm gonna let the two of you's come up with a sequence of four numbers okay and then i'm going to come back in i'm going to go one by one Mm. i'm going to get you to count to ten and i'm going to stop you on the number in that sequence so i'll go shane first for the first number you for the second or I might go in the opposite direction. Who oh knows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lovely. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <Rightio>. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Um, okay. have you any numbers? numbers. Um I don't mind. Uh, you speak? Numbers close to my heart are three 7, 11. That's numbers that Ashton and I picked in a horse race in the Leopardstown student race day. 3, 7, so 11. three 7, 11, and we can add in a number. Is it, that was like the it number was three, just, number seven, number 11. The yeah, oh, right. yeah, they all lost. But okay. we kind of we kind of just had this thing of like, oh three seven eleven 11 are going to win. And we just went with it then. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, so we're on three,
0: seven,
1: 11. And is it, oh, do sir, you want four no, numbers?
0: Yeah, but it's one to ten. So it could be, it's a oh. it four digit code.
1: Within, up to ten, no, one it, to ten. Be three, seven, one, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, should you want to... back in. Sure. Are we good? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <sighs> okay. Mm. So,
0: we're going to switch it up just to prove I'm right. Michael, start counting to ten. Okay.
1: One second. I will do it out loud in a moment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One. Two. Three. Yes. Oh, fuck it. Three is the first number. <laughs> Shane. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
0: Seven. Six. Three, seven, Michael. One, one, one. two, one. Oh! <laughs> he tried to keep going. <laughs> Shane. Does that be take our order? Yeah. Alright, so
1: that's on, step one. Yeah. One yeah. <laughs> You're very good at it. Well, it's I love to see you do it with strangers. I think that's what we'll do next. <laughs> okay. Because I'm I'm just I'm a giveaway every time. <laughs> okay. I just start smirking at you. <laughs> it's like to the paper chooses the audience. I'm I loved
0: like, your tactic of trying to ignore me when I call <laughs> <while> you as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that with the cops as well. <laughs> Answer the question, Michael. It just give me a moment. Try to rest your breath. Just keep counting. Heads like one, two. Imagine where are the body's three, four.
0: <laughs> now I also have a topic prepared for you. Oh, brilliant, morning, Michael. So very good. I want to tell talk about the Tendai Buddhist monks. Ten who? T E N D A I. Okay. And the practice of kaihogo. Wow. Kaihogo kai right okay so kai is the practice that involves a marathon every day for a thousand days on a mountain so this was a practice by uh, these monks in japan i believe it was japan uh, on mount Hai, so and other nearby mountains so what they would do was every day for a hundred days they had to run a marathon and after those hundred days they would go and meet with the elders elder monks and seek permission to do the thousand day challenge that would start the next day so they would do this marathon every day to get into this challenge where they would do it every day and the distances it would take seven years and the distances would increase every year so but if you failed to complete the thousand days you had to commit suicide you had to kill yourself you weren't coming back unless you completed the thousand days and in this, on this mountain, there are hundreds and hundreds of graves of monks who didn't complete the challenge.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So it was to seek enlightenment. It was a quest for enlightenment. So part of Tendai Buddhism's teaching is that enlightenment can be attained in the current life. It is through the process of selfless sacrifice and devotion that this can be achieved. And Ka is seen as the ultimate expression of this desire. By the end of this practice, the monks have, monks have achieved a form of identification with the emanation of Buddha, known as Fudu-myo. How long has this been going? This has been going on... Also, oh, this is a like, um, history. This is... Oh, it's very, it's a very old practice. Uh, one second now, I'll try to find the history. Uh, from... It started in... So, sorry they don't the practice they don't have to commit suicide anymore the ones who do it but through the years 831 to 918 this is when they would have to commit suicide okay so gosh uh, it's so old yeah this the selection process for kai hyogo is after the first 100 days of practice the gyoga practice person will petition to the senior monks to complete the remaining 900 days in the first 100 days withdrawal from the challenge is possible But from day 101 onwards, the monk is no longer allowed to withdraw. Historically, he must either complete the course or take his own life. In contemporary times, this is symbolic and the selection process ensures that those who embark on the practice will complete it. The mountain has many unmarked graves from those who failed their quest, although none date from either the 20th or 21st century. So maybe it was even longer they were committing suicide.
1: And do we know about how many that have... Enjoyed rewards from it, like?
0: Um, Like, did they say about
1: any monks that have really... Only
0: 46 men have completed the Thousand Day Challenge since 1885. Wow. Of these, three people have completed the circuit twice. Most recently, Yusai Saki, 19, who died in 2013, who first went from 1973 to 1980, and then, after a year's pause, went again, finishing his second round in 1987 at the age of 60. Wow. So here it is broken down. So year one, 40 kilometers per day for 100 days. Year two, 40 kilometers per day for 100 days. Year three, 40 kilometers a day for 100 days. Year four is the same. Year five is the same. And then in year six, it's 60 kilometers per day for 100 days. And then in year seven, it's 84 kilometers per day for 100 days. Oh followed by 40 kilometers a day for 400 for days.
1: Whoa. That's savagery. Would it? you be tempted
0: by it? By that? No. 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 Not by that. Maybe a marathon.
1: Mm. Once. I've been once <laughs> yeah I, there's a lad um, I've done two weeks of it and he mm. does one run a week mm. training for a marathon one a week so yeah a long um, one a long one yeah 16 kilometers 16 and uh, is that
0: increasing every week
1: not till you do 10 weeks of 16 weeks or 16 kilometres and then it goes up a bit. Then.
0: And this man, he runs a
1: marathon. He ran a marathon there and I applied this training programme and I looked at it and thought, Jamie, might do that. Yeah, because you only have to train once a week. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and Junior B is, can continue, you know, it's grand. It can, can yeah. flourish. It can flourish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shane played Junior B last night. God. Who are you playing with? Ask
0: him all with 14
1: men. Oh, so it's always a talent. Yeah, there's a way in, so yeah, I scrambled there, so we were calling around lads, try to get someone there at half seven, and we were all sat in the dressing room and no one showed up, so I had to go out with 14 men, um, and obviously no warm up then, so
0: hamstring went there oh geez. 15 minutes, and like, it's usually my, I've done my right hamstring twice in the last two years, but this time it was my left hamstring, oh. man, so yeah, that's me out for about three or four weeks in eh? mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were supposed to play. your second team. your second junior B team. Maybe so, we white. You was on Wednesday. Oh no, that was Cranford actually. So we were supposed to play oh, like two weeks ago. Right? Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, like just couldn't get a referee
1: to play for on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh really? we were supposed to play at yeah. half seven. At four. A four junior B, baby. Four to six. Depending there's no referee or. <laughs> oh, Janie. Yeah. Right, funny. Are you maybe yeah. white? James also was refereeing last night. Uh, yes, maybe white. Yeah. Maybe white. White pride worldwide. <laughs>
0: You, James Owens was refereeing. referee
1: yeah, yeah who yeah. were you
0: playing
1: he, he blew a foul against me ah boo, boo.
0: boo. Yeah. <laughs> James
1: Owens what would he know about Harlan um, who were you playing against Ferns Ferns, Ferns. we won but like that it's, uh, the monks should have developed this uh, playing junior B with 14 men that's a bit of a challenge <laughs> um, you, no, you for, were cornerback I was, I was, cornerback, was cornerback, cornerback yes cornerback. taking off at halftime uh, 13 for who for Joe Nocton Joe Nocton. Do you know? Him? Oh, I do. You're yeah. yeah, yeah. Only play, back playing a few weeks there, um, and he's great the ability, but he he prefers out the field. And I did, like the backs. You didn't throw
0: a Keen Savage esque stink when you were taken
1: off. No, 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 no. I just went for a piddle and I went to <laughs> to talk with Tom Byrne, but yeah, <laughs> went back to my dugout then, and consulted with Jack Malloy and Keo Travers and the other enlightened gentlemen of the Navy team. Very good. Mm. So now.
0: And you didn't hurt anyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not today no, <laughs> <laughs> no Grand Ford opponents everyone was safe I like Fords though they don't really get too excited about Junior B they just kind of actually you know they did actually number 10 and number 14 had an awful row between them <laughs> the I board. I roared for that ball <laughs> I didn't hear you and then it was just back and forth for a so, I was marking Miley Miley couldn't go to the match today Miley is too busy with work this week so right. he's taking it off and watch it on the telly instead so Roger, Miley take it easy Take
0: it easy, my uh, Who were your full-back counterparts,
1: full-back line? Oh, John Sprong O'Brien. Oh. Uh-huh. He is, he'll be there. To, he'll live to a thousand. He will live to a thousand. He mm-hmm. was calling the shots in there. Yeah. And he will be there. Barry for, for, Kinslet in the goal.
0: Oh, Jesus. Had a fucking, yeah, that fucking
1: weren't too bad. Uh, and the then Ryan O'Callaghan. He Ryan O'Callaghan. is tidy out. He's a savage quarterback. I'm just there because I'm very committed. To <laughs> I'm, I'm the captain. You know. Are you? Yeah, I go into Aww. the toss it all. I've, did you know i got to let out my secret? No, I'm not. No, i No, I'm better. <laughs> Always go tails. Always go tails? Always. Always go tails. Always. Whatever it is.
0: Always tails. Yeah. Now, if you get to a county final. Right. Can I write the speech?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you heard it. It's here. To Matty Behan. Yeah, to Mat- <laughs> like you do. You make it from the seven, from the four proud corners of Ireland. From oh, no,
0: I gotta mention Hillary Clinton. So we're in. <laughs>
1: that. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Jack O'Brien, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, Jack yeah. O'Brien. I had a dream last night about Jack O'Brien. Actually, uh, I'm only coming to it now. Right about Jack that. O'Brien has no. It's, it, it Jack O'Brien made, isn't in the red book. It's <laughs> so not in the red book. Yet. Jack O'Brien was. <laughs> Well, I I found out about Jack O'Brien last night. He's been getting into all the matches and he'd be be putting up a stinker if he wasn't getting an allocated parking space. This is in real life? No, but it's in my dream world. It was saying that Jack O'Brien and Mickey Shields Shields was asking someone, Why are you so mean to Jack O'Brien? Well, because he always, whenever I'm over the gate... He he makes me get him a parking space <laughs> <laughs> and he get, becomes abusive and like do you know who I am? <laughs> that was a great dream, not it? <laughs> I love how only you mentioned that. I wouldn't have thought of that dream though. Apparently
0: um, the other night, um Breed was breastfeeding in the middle of the night and I was asleep. Jacob O'Brien walked in. Jack, uh, Jack O'Brien walked in, yes, and he was looking for
1: some. <laughs> Right, okay. no,
0: apparently, like the baby is breastfeeding and she makes this noise, like when she's breastfeeding. Okay. And I was in my sleep, and the baby was going, and I start going,
1: oh, no, you <laughs> so did just
0: breathe into the two of us.
1: <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, Shane, that... any closing thoughts? Um, no, I think I'm all out of. Yeah. there's a sauna open in Ballymoney, Money and it's yeah. a tenner for a half hour and it's wood fired and it looks class and I'm going to enjoy that are you tomorrow very nice so now that's all from us have a good day Wexford might win and uh, hopefully it's cloudy hopefully yes come on Wexford what time? <laughs> 3.45 3.45 by the time this goes out we'll have no Wexford we, yeah so yeah. well done Wexford well played well played Wexford <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you very much we've been the two Johnnies we'll see you next week <laughs>